Welcome to Brothers Red, the unique LFC fan podcast brought to you by Five Brothers. Liverpool have lost 1-0 away to Leicester yesterday in a deeply damaging defeat for the Premier League title race. I'm joined by a not-so-group, not-so-merry group of brothers. Good evening, Matt, Fran, Paddy and Andy. Hello. Matt, um... It was a terrible result, that, for Liverpool. I mean, City have won nine on the spin. Liverpool really needed to win that game. And I was just expecting, particularly with the situation that Leicester were in, that Liverpool were going to get a comfortable three points. It's so frustrating that we didn't manage to do that. Yeah, it was a really, really poor result, wasn't it? Really disappointing performance, really, overall. And it just came from nowhere, really, wasn't it? Like, like a thunderbolt, really, because... Before the game, we're all expecting to beat Leicester pretty comfortably, I would say. You know, 3 or 4 nil because Leicester had been playing loads of games recently. We had a bit of a break because of the Boxing Day um, cancellation because of COVID. And you just thought, well, this is a really good opportunity to close the gap on City. And it just, just didn't happen. And it turned into a highly frustrating game in the end and a frustrating result, particularly in that second half when we were chasing, chasing the equaliser and and it was just, yeah, it was just really disappointing. It's kind of took the energy out of me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And we were all watching it, weren't we? And the, I still had some, a flicker of hope in the second half that we were going to turn around the game, James. But as it went on, and when you miss those types of chances, uh, Mane's chance comes to mind. You get a feeling that you're just not, it's going to be a bad result. And as the game went on in the second half, it just felt like one of those games where you you are going to get beat two one, ter- one nil. Two turning points, wasn't it? The the Salah penalty miss, obviously, and the the Salah, sorry, and the Mane miss in the second half. They were just big turning points in the game, wasn't it? Because if you don't get that goal in the Premier League, you just get punished, don't you? This is it. And we've seen, how often have we seen it, Matt? At Anfield, where teams come and they play a defensive, they have a defensive setup, and they they're able to. Um, they, they take the pressure from Liverpool and then it's in the sort of the latter stages of the second half then they get a counter-attack and they score then it becomes a real uphill battle for yeah, Liverpool yeah, to yeah. get the goals back and it felt a bit like that did, yeah. I can't remember Leicester having too many chances in that game other than the shot it'd be interesting just to check the match stats on that but it was very much Liverpool second half huff and puff and you just you can't expect to win games um, if you you pass up those those key chances, a penalty kick and the Mane chance. I, mean, I thought when we saw Jota a couple of weeks ago miss that chance, can't recall who it was against now, um, where he just took it around the keeper and he he missed it. Wolves. I, Wolves, I thought we wouldn't see another sitter like that. And then up steps Mane yesterday with that. And I looked at the replay, James, I just can't understand how he's missed it. I really can't. And it wasn't quite as bad as the Jota one, but I think the point you're trying to make is it's in front of the goal. Well, I don't know. He's clean, clean, clean. You just need to just stick, stick it in, don't you? Yeah, and it, it seemed to me, I don't know if any of you caught the Van Dijk interview after the, the match, but he was just saying we were poor in the, in the final third. And that, to me, neatly sums up the performance. I thought defensively we were okay. Again, evidenced by the fact that Leicester didn't create too many chances, but it's just something that we've not really seen this season, just um, you know, missing valuable key opportunities in the final 
final third. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it, it starts, Fran, doesn't it, with that penalty miss from Salah because Liverpool are playing quite well, I thought, in the first half. I mean, you know, we were pinning them in. We had loads of possession. We hadn't created lots of great chances, but Salah draws the foul from Ndidi and you know, in that sort of context, you're playing away from home, you know, you haven't scored, you get a penalty, you've just got to take that opportunity, haven't you? It's a massive um, turning point in the game, isn't it? Because you look 15 minutes into the game, as you rightly said, we're on top. Um, we're, we're looking like we are a threat. Um, I felt like Leicester's um, crowd were were quite deflated with, with the previous results. And, you know, they were kind of expecting, as Matt rightly said, is what we were all thinking, a Liverpool 3 or 4-0 win. And at that point, for Salah to miss, um, it was just a crucial part in the game. And we can't give Salah too much um, criticism because I think it's only his second. You may, I, may, I may not have caught, been quoted right here, but I don't know if it's his second miss on, on the penalty spot um, for Liverpool. So he's usually so so potent in front of goal, whether it's a, a penalty or, you know, just goal-scoring opportunities. So it, it's really difficult to take. And, and that rebound, it was just felt like slow motion. So frustrating the way that it just hit the bar. You're kind of just hoping for it to, to dip down and just drop into the net. And Peter Schmeichel's son didn't do too well, really, I didn't think. He just kind of, he was just there. I think it was quite a poor penalty. And it kind of just... At that point, it kind of summed up um, a couple of days after Christmas, you know, when you feel really healthy and kind of like you've eaten really well and you've, you've just been drinking water all Christmas and just feeling really mm-hmm. sharp and really positive about things. And, <laughs> and, Salah's, yeah. and, and Salah's penalty comes around and then the slow rebound was like, um, it was just just a bad a bad miss, wasn't it? Which one yeah. you just can't criticise too much. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, first of all, he misses the he misses the pen, but then, as you say, he has the opportunity to put the rebound in. He there's a then has a go, doesn't he? At sort of trying to put uh, the second rebound in when Henderson's in the better position, and you're just starting to think, well, you know, maybe it isn't going to be our day. But um, my my own take on things was that we we had to score because we had all the possession. I thought we were all over Leicester like a rash, to be honest. I mean, um, I know it's I know it's rightly been said that it was a bad performance. I, I think it was a bad finishing performance, as, as Andy may have said, or you know, quoting Van Dyke, we didn't put away our chances. I think if Salah scores, we win the game comfortably. I think because Leicester become deflated, they lose a bit of confidence. But whilst it's at nil-nil, it gives them a lot of confidence, doesn't it, Pad? That you know that they've they've hung in the and then you see at the end of the first half, they have a few good moments themselves where, you know, they could easily take the lead. Yeah, I feel like in each half, Liverpool seems to have a little bit of a dip around about the halfway mark. Um, and sometimes that's happened throughout the season. I know at like AC Milan, I think we had a 10-minute wobble around that time. And in the first half, Leicester got through a couple of times. Um but there was some good last-ditch tackling. I know Van Dijk was a good tackle against Vardy, just put on the afterburners. And Matip also did a really good block last minute. I think Trent cleared one off the line or it was going that way. So Leicester did look a threat um, on the counter. And I think Liverpool seemed to 
to suffer and go a little bit flat for, for certain periods, but I think they're just doing missing a bit of energy. I think we we look like the side that had played two games in, in, in three days, and I don't think we were we were our best. Um it, it seemed to we never really recovered from the goal once they scored. And um just feel like we were missing something yesterday. But it could it, you know, it could be um the after effects of COVID and a couple of the lads, you know, with Van, maybe not Van Dyke because he, he seems to have, you know, he's had a good game. But for, for, for being a one, a lot of headers, but he played well, Fab. He did, but Fab was, I, was, Fab was good in his. Yeah, I, I thought, but, I thought Fabinho played really well. And but, but, Matip you know, but, as well. No, but what I mean excellent. by that is that it, Fab and Hendo were both took off after, after 60, 70 minutes, weren't they? And normally they would, they would play the full game and, and they'd, um, sort of carry the team through, to, you know, to the end, and that provides some impetus. Yeah. And I think when the subs come on, we kind of we miss something in midfield. And I know when Mane and, and Trent got COVID last season, they took about a month to recover. So maybe they've just not got that full ninety, and they're not full, not a full energy, and maybe that kind of showed in in periods yesterday. Well, yeah, maybe it was like the decision making because. How often do you see Hendo doing doing free shots like that on the run? I mean, one of the efforts was was unlucky. So I don't know whether we were kind of either kind of the, the decision making in that final third may not have been um, precise because maybe we were we were doing the the pass before the final pass or shooting a bit earlier or and, and we seen that last season, didn't we, with the, the final the last third decision making. That actually, if it's not on song, then that's what happens. We really, really struggle to score, and against a Leicester, a Leicester centre back team that are not even centre backs. Yeah. <laughs> so in a way, that is quite, quite disappointing, and it's quite disappointing how we had so many set pieces and we didn't exploit them on on the set pieces as well. So yeah. I think there was what, what I'm trying to say is there was elements to our game, like our set pieces our long balls, our final decision-making that just weren't on song last night. And I think that was the difference and that was the reason why we didn't score, perhaps. Yeah, I think yeah. Simicast, Simicast and Trent seemed a bit off-colour. Trent in particular, I think Simicast got himself in some good positions. But I think you're right, Matt. I think that the final ball was it was not made or was lacking in quality. And become one of those games where it was just frustrating to see the ball going in the box constantly and just being headed back out. Um, but that may be explained by the fact that Leicester was sitting in a bit deeper, getting men behind the ball. But it comes back to the same point, James, that you know, in these Premier League games, the big games against any team in the Premier League, you, one, you need to score early if you can, because it, it, it deflates the other side, gives you confidence. But secondly, you've got to finish your chances. And how yeah. did we finish the multitude of chances we had last night? We would have won. I think I think it's psychological because I, I think that there are certain laws of football, the sort of football in God, so to speak. And I think if you dominate a half like we did for the first half an hour, 35 minutes, whatever it is, and you don't score, then you give the opposition a massive amount of confidence. You give them a big lift because they, they're thinking they should have scored. This is our night. You know, we, you know, we've got a good chance here. And then Liverpool are feeling the opposite feeling. God, you know, we really should have scored now. And you think, well, 
you know, City City are, are already ahead. You know, we've got to we've got to get this, and you maybe then you start to to try too hard. But you've got to remember that Leicester, well, they they've struggled defensively. They've got some injuries. They're very poor on set pieces, and we didn't really exploit any of those things, which is really hard to take. But they're a very good side uh, offensively. They've got a lot of quality in that side, and that's why they had the chances at the end of the first half, and why they had. Um, the, you know the, the opportunity to score the goal they did in the in the second half, and and that comes what is it? Is it sort of five minutes or so after Mane misses that chance? Yeah, I think that's another line in the sand flow pool because if, if you look at it, Fran, um, Mane Mane's just got a score. You know, because of the time in the game, because of what's gone before because of the run that Mane's on. I mean, Mane is, has really got himself, although we've scored lots of goals this season, into, into a bit of a pit. Um, you know, he hasn't scored in, in nine games or so in all competitions. I mean, I was, I was just screaming when that, uh, that, when, that, when that shot went over the bar. Oh, it was a great chance, wasn't it, really, for Mane to score it? I think you have kind of alluded to it. I think Mane's not scored for such a long time. And it's, you know, he's he was in that position and he just didn't look confident. And I think his confidence has been has been hit with the lack of goals that he's lack of goals in terms of converted chances. And it was frustrating, wasn't it? Because you want him to at least hit the target. I think that was kind of summed up that we only had three attempts on goal. And 17 that, you know, weren't on target, were off target. So, collectively, even that Mane in that particular moment should have should have scored. And we were all screaming at the screen. Um, you know, fundamentally, to have 17 chances and only five being on, uh, three being on target, like Leicester only had one, one shot on target, which they scored. It's interesting, so, Brandon, because... I think yeah. when James provided that stat before about Mane not scoring, it's interesting when in one game when you lose or when your player misses a key chance which results in the team not winning, you then start to forensically examine a player's performance. Now, I think with Mane, there's some justification because as, a, as part of that trident up front, he needs to get more goals. But I've seen... No, a real big difference in his performances this year when it's contrasted contrasted with last year where he was, in particular, there was a dip in form. I think this year you've got to look at Mane and the way that he pulls defenders away from Salah in order to allow Salah to get the chances. So I think it's a bit too... I'm not saying you are saying this, you are saying this, Fran, but I had a chat to Paddy about it before. Um, I just think it's a bit too simplistic to say that you know, Mane is not, not the same player anymore. I think he's still making good. No, I'm not saying it's a great not. point you're making, but I, it's, it's, that's, I think yeah, that's just an overall, your overall feeling towards Mane and what we're all thinking. But all I said is just massively frustrating for the for the chance that he had that he didn't yeah. he didn't convert. And I think confidence is his confidence is just took a bit of a battering. But it, it, rightly what you're saying. But I think other teams now, just to add to that point, James. Is that I think teams look at the physical element when they're playing against Mane and look to try and challenge him. Yeah. So there's there's definitely a few 
a few other um, issues with Mane that other teams are looking to exploit, whether that's to get him wound up in games or to be a bit more physical towards him. And knowing that, you know, Jota the Slot has been in such good form when he gets opportunities. You know what mm. Salah's been like, bar the penalty. He's been so effective in front of goals. I think Mane just is, it's just a minor criticism because I agree with what Andy was saying. From last season where he had that dip in form, there has been a change in performance from Mane and he's doing a lot of things that are right. It's just kind of frustrating when you're in that game and you have the two chances which we've already spoken about from him and Salah and we don't convert because it does it does change the game. I, I think I think with, with Mane, he started the season really, really well and scored uh, a decent amount of goals, but he, his performances... Uh, and his metrics have gradually decreased. I, I think, however, it's wrong, Matt, to to sort of pick on Mane. I just want to, you know, flag up that point. I know Paddy's been talking about Mane's sort of drop in form over the last few weeks. In fairness to him, there's an article by James Pierce in the in the Athletic today about uh, you know touching on Mane's um, drop in form, but. For me, although Fabinho and Matty played really well, I thought Fabinho was excellent. It'll be forgotten now um, because all of his good work um, came to nothing. But for me, Trent was um, very, very poor. Um, he had lots of good opportunities to get the ball um, in the box. Um, and, he, you know, he, he didn't hit the target. He sort of left his wand you know, the right foot back at Hogwarts or something because there was no sign of any magic from him. Um, I also thought that um, that Jota, Mane and Salah were all quiet. And um, I think what happens in the after that drop at the end of the first half is that Liverpool don't really turn up in the second half. I think what actually happens is we get ourselves into, into just a big super funk um, we're just, we just we we play really really badly in the second half, and actually deserve to to, to be beaten. Quite a lot um, of questions for you to unpick there, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think there's there's a bit of a trend though in the performance this season that they, they do have spells, particularly kind of at the end of the first half and kind of the mid mid second half. I feel where they 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 kind of they do slump a little bit, maybe run out of energy. Maybe it's because I'll. I'll Dominant we are, and how um, kind of fast that we play that we that we're going to get these these slumps. But the problem is, is that when you're not scoring when you are on top, it obviously puts you in a very very difficult position for the scoreline, but also psychologically as well. Um, so I think that's what's probably probably happening, and I think that's what happened with Liverpool in the second half that we just we just weren't weren't functioning. We're perhaps a little a little bit tired and. And the response to their to them scoring was not really great. I mean, the effort was there. It was just there was just lack of quality because we did try to do different things, didn't we? We, we changed the formation for a four-two-four, brought brought Naby Lad on, brought Bobby on, but it just didn't Milner seem as well. Milner brought come on as well. Milner came yeah. on as well, and, and Bob and Bob came on, but it just didn't seem to to work. So. I don't know whether we just sometimes lack lack that plan B when things are not kind of go going for us really because if you remember in the um, title winning season we were just scoring from 
different um, different ways, really. And and I, I go back and say I think set pieces was so was so key to us, really. And and we just couldn't, you know, we couldn't. We we were, it was frustrating from 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 a set piece point of view. Um, yeah, that's what last that, night. That's what it? I thought. Yeah. I just thought. Salah clearly wasn't on his on on his on his best game. He's still playing quite well, I think. He was quite dangerous. Yeah, yeah, not having a go at him. No, no. Let's just say Salah just needed a bit of help. Obviously, Jota's chipped in massively with goals. It's managed at the start of the season, but there was there was no threat, you know, on set pieces as you said, and there was no goals from midfield. Like I think someone like Chamberlain, um, I don't think he had a bad game. I think he worked out. He done a couple of incisive passes. I remember him doing yeah, yeah. for the Mane chance. It was his ball through the lines that started that move, and he did a nice chip ball over to Simicast who crossed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. So he didn't have a bad game, but that's the they're, they're the players you need to be chipping in with goals when the front players aren't scoring. Yeah, and Henzo, you know, they had three shots. The players don't the bar. Uh, yeah. Take a touch and don't have any goal scoring midfielders, do we? No, but I think I think when when the front free and not quite yeah. firing you need other ways to score yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and I don't think it really has been coming because the front three have been so good yeah they've a couple yeah. of chips Thiago got a couple of goals a couple of weeks ago but, but that, that's what you need but even like maybe you've hit Matip and Van, Van Dijk chipped in with a few headers and yeah. Matip played really well but I do hear you say that probably because you know if the front three are not all in sync or not having the, the best of performances you can't really see the goals coming from anyone else. No, Trent does contribute on occasions. And you Edison get, has, though. Yeah, you get a few goals. Not many, though. Not yeah. many. It's, it's one or two a season, isn't it? But I don't think there's any blame in effort. Effort's not the issue because Henderson did try to score three times, plus there was a ball from Chamberlain which he tried to get a, get ahead on. So so it's not that the midfielders are not trying to score because they are. It's just that things are not not are not coming off and we're just lacking... Yes, they say we just lacked that bit of star quality. Don't, don't don't sub that. Sub that. Sub the subs seem quite deflated as well. I don't know whether they all did they all play against uh, Leicester in midweek because well they came on, didn't they? Well, well, for me, Nabi James gave gonna criticize him too. He came on and gave three or four balls away straight away. So in fairness to me, he'd make a couple of few good passes to Mane. But when you want yeah. you, you want subs to come on and, and really make the difference in, in games where the performance is a bit stale, and those subs. I'm not trying to suggest it could have been something different done, but that didn't help as well. When you want an, an injection of a bit of energy, something a bit, some something a bit different. The subs offered very little last night. I mean, I can't even remember Bobby. I know he floats around. But I can't remember Bobby doing much, if anything. Milner was there, um, gave a few fouls away as he normally does, and Nabi was just in a bit ineffective. So it was just really much of the same which was disappointing when you're trying to change change the game and there was a an incident at the end where wasn't there where Matip and Firmino had a bit of a you know he was kind of in the way wasn't he of Matip's head and he was a bit annoyed with him yes. there was a couple of those crosses I was reading the echo I was reading the echo today and there was something about I don't know whether Henderson had a bit of a go at Simacast before the start of the game or something so I don't know whether there was a little bit of a <laughs> Well, Matip was our main playmaker last night, wasn't he? Some of those yeah, days. I, 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 I think, he, though... He's going to bang one of them in, isn't he? He I think, though, guys, we've got to... I mean, what, what's interesting is what Paddy said about, well, um, if the front three are not... or the front four are not firing, 
where do you get your goals from? And you could do with getting some goals from midfield. You could do with the centre-half chipping in from corners and set pieces. Because actually, in a game like that, all you need is one goal. Because if we'd have scored with the penalty, it's a completely different game. Liverpool rise up in confidence. Leicester drop the morale. You know, you might even get a second goal before half-time. It's a completely different game. The thing is, Fran, is that, you know, um, we've just had a bad, we've just had a bad performance, haven't we? I mean, it's happened before this season, um, but, you know, in the history of, of Premier League, football league history, you know, uh, sorry, the history of Premier League football and of the football <laughs> league, sorry. So many histories there, James. The old Division One. You know, championship winning teams, top teams have lost. You know, there was the old rule that, you know, you, you could sort of lose, what was it? Was it four or five in a season? Liverpool have lost twice. Um, you know, it, it, it's just it's just it's one of those damning, things, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's quite, it's quite damning. And I think we're all singing from the same hymn book in terms of, you know, as you rightly said, like Leicester, they've only had three clean sheets this season. The, the reality is if we score then we're going to break them down. Their, their confidence goes down and we, we may go on and, and, sc- and score two or three. And I think it was a, it was a missed opportunity. Mm. And as you rightly said, we can't afford to, can't afford to be going, to be getting too many defeats and draws because obviously we, we drew with Spurs and, and getting so far behind with, with, with City. Now, interestingly, um, that's the first time Liverpool have failed to score within 35 uh, matches, eight and a half mm. months. So sometimes you just have to look and just say, well, actually, you know, on paper, Liverpool were always going to score against Leicester before the game. And with Leicester's... Didn't Leicester have two midfield players in defence? I think it was just a missed opportunity. And, and like, as you rightly said, just a bad performance from Liverpool. I, 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 you know, I feel like Liverpool this season, Pad, uh, uh, have been just a little bit off overall City's level. So at the moment, we've got um, 41 points from 19 games. So that's uh, an 82-point season. Some years, that might win you the win you the championship. It isn't going to win you it this year. Um, we're on the same points now as Chelsea. They've had a decent start to the season, but they've had a little dip recently. Um, you know, Liverpool are just not, are just not quite there this season. And we were, you know, I was hoping that we'd win these nine games. And, you know, we've we've had the the interruption of, of missing the Leeds game. Um, the Leeds game doesn't happen. We we, we have um, you know, we, we won against was it Newcastle was 3-1 Newcastle at home before the the Leeds game. And then we have the the two-all draw against Spurs. And you know, we, we haven't spoken about about that match on the pod, but that was a, a game that was marred by terrible refereeing decisions, you know, where Harry Kane should have been sent off. Jota should have had a penalty. Um, so there's a bit of misfortune. You, you can't you can't look and say, well, you know, offensively we've got problems because we've scored 50 goals. Maybe, maybe the issue this season is that we're just not, we're just not quite getting the the rub of the green, or we're just not quite as good 
as we as we need to be to be at City's levels. And we're going to have to just try and go on a run now, aren't we? We're going to have to try and win the next the next ten and see and see, see where City are. Yeah, well, we've we've won twelve out of our nineteen games, and as you're saying, projecting eighty-two points at the moment, it's not enough to win the league. So it just shows you, you know, the league doesn't lie. Nineteen games of the season now, um, we are because we get the other points what you kind of deserve, don't you, over that over that period, and we haven't been at a title um, winning level this season. We've had flashes. I think we've looked our best when we've had a stable midfield. We've had a run of games where we've won up six on a bounce with, for the majority of it, Fab, Thiago and I think Hendo is in and out of that. But we definitely had Fab and Thiago fit for five or six of them. And um, maybe just the, the COVID and stuff messed up the flow a little bit of that and, you know, stopped the momentum. But it doesn't take away from the, the games before that where we were too inconsistent, really. And I think we were saying... At the, you know, after about 10 games gone, it's going to take one team to go on a run and win 10, 12, 15 games. And you probably with the other teams, that'll probably be enough to win the league. And so what we've done now, we've put ourselves in a position where we have to almost be perfect and um, we need a bit of fortune. We need City to have a bit of, bit of a funk too. And I think mm. when you look at the season as a whole, Yes, we've been very good attacking. The Premier League results have not been what they should be, considering you know the team we've got um, and the calibre of players. But if you put into context how we've done in the Cups, we've done quite well. Like we won six out of six Champions League games yeah, against yeah. absolutely no mugs there. And the League yeah. Cup, we're now in the semi-finals. Yeah. So we've mm. won a lot of games when you look at it in, in, in totality. We've scored a lot of goals. And maybe this season... We might just be a bit of a you know touch wood or a jiggle. We might be more of a cup side like we were. Don't say we're a cup side, Paddy. It's no, too no, it's no, too no, early no. to write off the league. I'm not Paddy, get out. Get out, Paddy. Get out. <laughs> Leave the room. I'm not saying no, 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 that, 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 it's interesting that. No, it's it's crossed <laughs> all of our minds, hasn't it? You know. No, but that, that you know, task, James, just coming just coming back on Paddy said, I think I agree. In order for us really to mount you know, a real sustained challenge against City. Um, we're going to have to go on that run. Um, just to make everyone feel a bit better about our current predicament, um, we've got, of course got to factor in that um, Salah and Mane are now going to be absent after the Chelsea game for a uh, for not insignificant amount of time. So um, that doesn't fill me with much confidence, especially against a City side who seem relentless at this yeah. at this time, and also Chelsea side who were fairly consistent, so that just puts a bit more uh, gloom for me on the. Also, Andy, head. just yeah. to add to that, um, if you look, if you all look at the next three Premier League fixtures for Liverpool and City, I think it's in a, it's an absolute key period to really understand where Liverpool and City are. Interestingly, Liverpool have got Chelsea, Arsenal, and Brentford in the league. The next three Premier League games. Now City have got Brentford, Arsenal, and Chelsea, so I think that's a good, a good indic, a good indicator in terms of obviously there's cup games in between that. I think they've got Shrewsbury, and we've we've got we've got uh, yeah. obviously um, Arsenal, but the, we've got three we've got games, Arsenal in the cup fan. We've got Arsenal, is, yeah, we've got Arsenal, Ars- yeah, but in the cup. Premier League, the Premier, yeah, no, I know in the cup, James, yeah, <laughs> but not in the league. 
that's not in the next. next... Um, so we've got two Alex. games. Obviously, the Alex, two legs. Okay, Alex we've got yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, but we've got Brentford and Chelsea, haven't we? Yeah, is that right? Palace. Yeah, Chelsea, Brentford, Please. Palace. Yeah, and we've got those. As you say, we've got Arsenal in the cup uh, and Shrewsbury in the FA Cup. Yeah, but City have got, as I said, Brentford, um, Arsenal, and, and Chelsea in the league. So Brentford away, isn't it as well? Yeah, Brentford away. So. I don't know. It's just an interesting period to look into yeah. it going into January, and I think if Chelsea, if if City, <laughs> Chelsea, Arsenal, City, if City win those three games, then mm. it's I think it's going to be very difficult to to but catch him, and then we may fall into Paddy's category of being a cup side. On the other <laughs> hand, let's be positive. Let's be positive. We, won the, we won the treble. Be fine. We could. Man, you got we, point, we, you, mate? No, no. I was just going to say. I think in the pre in the pre City Premier League era, we would be obviously right up there, wouldn't we? You know, yeah. we'd be you know, would be we would be fairly happy and we'd be on on this current current run that we're on, we'd be right up there to the end of the season. But the problem is is that City are reaching the heights of just almost invincibility at the moment. And I think I think that's gonna be very, very difficult for us to 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 us to claw back, to be perfectly honest. And and I think what Fran is saying about City is probably right, that if City yeah. beat Brentford, Arsenal and Chelsea in the next three games... Yeah, that'll I, be 12 on the run. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think anyone anyone's going to realistically stop them, to be perfectly no, honest. No, no. Um, but, and, that's, but man. And, that's just, and that's just being realistic. And I had, yeah. I had a sneaky feeling at the start of the season, I did say on the pod, I fancied us to do, do better in the Champions League this season. And I, I still I still stick by that, but that's not giving the league away because there's still many games games to play. But yeah. um, but we're just gonna yeah. have to just wait and see. And and it, it it makes the Chelsea game so significant, doesn't it? Because we can't really afford to get beat against Chelsea. No. Um, you can say win. You know, we need to win. We have to win. We can't get yeah. A draw. Yeah, but uh, but I think against City, it's important that we don't. Sorry, against Chelsea, it's important that we don't lose. Realistically, I think both teams have to win that game, which makes it really interesting. Yeah, it does. A no, we don't want to look too far ahead. We we're focusing on the game last night, but looking at Chelsea, yeah. we're on the same amount of points now. If City win tonight, which we expect they will, we've then opened up a nine-point gap, and a defeat for any of the teams there, my maths, are, maths is correct. It's pretty fatal, isn't it? I think, I think yeah, City, it's fatal. It's it's quite fatal. Fatal. City can go twelve points ahead of us now, yeah. which is which is massive. Before yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, there, there could be Liverpool, you know, Liverpool, it, it, it's an interesting point. I mean, I think it's something we need to be positive about. The next the next three games for City, the next three games for Liverpool, let's hope that City lose the next... Um, three games, three. Well, lose the next three, it'd be nice. Um, but, you know, they, they could have a little dip in form. We're halfway through the season. Um, they are looking ominously um, unrelenting, but um, we will just have to see Brentford away as a potential banana skin for them. So let's just hope that Brentford um, play well. But I think we've just got to be hopeful that um, in the new year, even without Mane, uh, Salah and Keita for those games against uh, Brentford and Palace and the Cup games as well, which we want to win, that we can just get back on a run. You know, Klopp will be saying it's a bad, it's a bad performance, but we just go again. 
uh, we're halfway through the season. So it's just a hard one to take that. Um, good win against Newcastle, kept our, uh, you know, our, our consecutive wins up. But then to lose, um, to lose it, sorry, to draw against Spurs was a blow, you know, with our midfield ripped out, um, missing all those key players, Hando, Fabinho and Thiago. And then to lose that game yesterday with Leicester on their arse was a real kick in the teeth. But we've got to go again. You know, we've, we, you know, these guys have proved themselves to be mentality monsters. We can still get winning. Points. <laughs> sorry? We can still get 98 points. Yeah, we've got. I mean, we, you know, we'll have to see. We don't. We don't know. Football's a funny game, as uh, as Greavesy once said. So, let's try to pick our chins up off the floor, focus on these next three games, as Fran says, um, and we'll we'll know a little bit more about where Liverpool and City are going to be, and of course we'll know a little bit more about where Chelsea are going to finish because, you know, they're they're playing both Liverpool and City. Thanks very much for joining me, guys. Um, have a great New Year. And um, hopefully I'll speak to you again after we've beaten Chelsea. Up the Reds. You've been listening to Brothers Red, an LFC fan podcast. Your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew, Francis, Patrick and Andrew Cullen. Music and production by Helen Lyon. The best word I can say when describe this was boom. <laughs> <laughs>